Welcome to the season one finale of the Wear Boldly podcast. This week, my guest is social marketing strategist and coach Brenda Sturr. She came from corporate America in a high stress job, and little did she know that direct sales was going to change her life forever. Listen to her story as she tells you how she went from kidnapping to top sponsor in her company to now running multiple six and seven figure income businesses that help direct sellers. Oh, and don't forget to stay tuned for the end of the episode and hear a little sneak peek about season two of the Wear Boldly podcast. Today, I have social marketing strategist and coach Brenda Sturr joining me. Using social marketing methods she pioneered in the direct selling industry, she has built and operates several six and seven figure businesses all online using value-oriented marketing marketing strategies. If you recall in episode one, I spoke of a community that completely changed my business and my life. Well, Brenda's responsible for that community and she's here to talk to us about it with us today. And I'm so honored, Brenda. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Well, hi, Brooke. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> you as well. Thanks for having me. Of course. And now um, all of this started for you when you kidnapped and found a loophole with a jewelry company to save some money. Is that right? Oh, I did. I felt like I found a loophole and no one else was doing it. It was, that's exactly what happened. So my story was um, a little windy and a little nonlinear, but I was a senior vice president in a technology company. I was traveling about 50% of the time. I had two young kids at the time. They were three and one. Now they're 13 and 11. Um, But they were, you know, I was traveling all the time. I was working full time. And I kind of thought that's what life was in your forties. You just kind of grind it out and you're miserable for a while. And I ended up joining a direct sales company because it was cheaper to buy the kit than it was to buy what I wanted for retail. And I had been at a party and I was, you know, I was very much of this person who was anti-direct selling. I didn't go to grad school to sell jewelry in ladies' living rooms. And, you know, my career is the most important thing ever. I ended up joining because here's me flipping through the catalog, circling all the things I want. And I'm going to spend 200, $300 in this party. And I flipped to the back page and the back page says, get started for only $99 and buy, here's your kit. And then $350 worth of product value. And I was thinking, okay, wait, so I can join and buy everything I want at cost and get all this stuff and actually get, is, is am I allowed to do that? <laughs> and the lady said, yeah, of course. So I said, okay, I feel like this is a big secret loophole because why isn't everybody doing this? And so I ended up joining and um, I had zero intention of being an active direct seller, literally none, um, because again, I was corporate. This was my, partly my identity and uh, I was traveling and I was, you know, had this big fancy career and, uh, but I was wearing, and well, I call it wearing, sharing and caring. Uh, I was wearing, caring and sharing my jewelry that I was, we- that I was selling. And I was telling everybody about the loophole. And I was like, well, you can actually just, I was like whispering it. You can just join and get everything you want at cost. And oh my gosh, you should tell all your friends because it's a big secret, right? So um, I ended up sponsoring very, very quickly because not because I was selling the product, but because I was telling everybody about the value. And I, I felt like I had truly found this secret, secret door that nobody else was talking about. And I kept on asking, are you sure I'm allowed to do this? Because I feel like I'm just 
encouraging kidnappers. No, it's totally fine, totally allowed. Okay, no problem. So some of those people started selling. Some of those people started having parties and I started having a few parties here and there um, to the point where, you know, after a few months, I was the number one seller in my company. And people started saying, well, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm just, I'm talking about the value, I'm talking about the value of the kit all the time. Like if somebody wants a pair of earrings for $50, I'll just tell them we'll get two pairs of earrings It's the cost of the kit and you can get all this other stuff for free. And I would just get people into kits constantly. And, um, and I wasn't intending to sell it. I was just intending to, sh intending to share all this value. So it happened pretty organically that um, my team grew very, very fast because I taught my team to do the exact same thing. Um, and we were a thousand person million dollar team in just two years because, you know, some people were having parties and having, um, doing more of the traditional selling. And then a whole bunch of people were joining and then buying for their own personal use. They were buying for friends and family. They were doing things like that. So, um, that turned into, uh, being number one sponsor again, the second year. And then on, you know, my team also was hitting top sponsoring and top leadership and promoting leaders and all those kinds of incentives and rewards. And then that led to people asking me what I was doing. Well, Brenda, how are you doing this? So what are you doing that we're not doing? And I went to my company and I said, can I teach, can I, can I travel? People were asking me, can you fly to New York and teach my team what you're doing? Can you fly to California? And I went to my company and they said, nope, you can't tell us, you can't travel to to profit on the field. And I said, well, then I'll just leave and do it on my own. <laughs> so I left <laughs> two and a half years in, I left my company and that was, um, about six years ago, almost seven years ago. And I started my own coaching practice, which was rooted in sharing value and value means a whole lot of things. And Brooke, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, but value means so many different things. It could be financial value, it could be community value, it could be convenience value, could be empowerment and personal fulfillment value. Um, but when we think about sharing value as a part of our, our social selling proposition, it makes sharing social selling really easy. Um, so I've since built a large coaching community and multiple technology platforms, all that serve the social selling industry. And then I ended up leaving my corporate job, which, you know, who saw that coming? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> right because your job is the most important thing right right <laughs> you know it, it it's it's so interesting because you know i never had any aspirations zero aspirations to be my own boss i grew up um in a family where my parents had their own company and all i remember was never taking vacations and always fighting about money so i didn't grow up with entrepreneurial aspirations or any role models of how to do it well I had zero. I was like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. I want to take my vacations, get my steady paycheck. And that's going to be the end of it. Um, so, you know, I went to college, went to grad school. I got my MBA. I was on this corporate track and um, I was just burned out by 42, you know, 20 years into your career. You're like, okay, this is as good as it gets. I commute two hours a day. I work 10 hours a day. I'm traveling. I'm stressed out. I was on anti-anxiety medications. I had horrible postpartum depression with both my kids. So that sort of sprung board into a whole mental health challenge. Um, and I thought this was kind of what it was. And, you know, nobody, nobody looked at me overtly and said, wow, Brenda should really need the blessing of direct sales in her life. 
<laughs> because, you know, senior vice president of a technology company who looks at you and goes, wow, she really needs this in her life. But it turns out it's exactly what I needed. I just didn't know it. I just didn't know it. I had no idea that it even existed. I had no idea that all of this other, this whole other culture and community and empowerment and mindset, I had no idea it even existed. And it wasn't until I got through this little secret loophole of a side door that it was totally opened up to me. I had no idea it was even here. I, I really like what you said there. You, you didn't know that you needed it. You, I mean, no one would have thought that you would needed it because you were making good money. You were in the corporate world. You had a good job. You were solid, but people don't know what happens behind closed doors. You know, um, sometimes we're just not happy where we are, even though society says maybe we should be. So you took kidnapping a direct sales kit and you've now created one of the most successful direct sales coaching businesses on the internet. You're changing direct sales actually from the inside out and you're changing women's lives. Um, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about your sweet community. What, what is it and why do you yeah. think it's so powerful in the direct sales community? Um, when I started, when I started my coaching community about, um, probably would be six to seven years ago, um, I simply had a hypothesis. I had a hypothesis that people wanted to do direct sales better and they wanted to do it more authentically because if you were like me, you had this sort of weird, icky, a little bit embarrassment of saying I'm in direct sales. And to this day, people still do. I'm embarrassed to admit that I sell candles or makeup or clothing or cookware or whatever you might sell. And that is 100% the wrong motivation to start with, right? So we have to think about, it starts with mindset. So the very first thing I, the only really to, to this day, the only thing you cannot do in any of my groups and Brooke, you know, this, the only thing you can't do in any of my groups is you can't self-promote. So I very, very early had this hypothesis that said, okay, there has to be other people out there like me who want to do direct sales better, who want to get over the icky stigma of multi-level marketing who want to serve their families and their communities, who want to make money in an authentic way, who want to, you know, make an impact. But I really had, up until that point, the only types of direct sales groups out there were what I call spray and pray groups, spray your link out and pray someone clicks on it. And, you know, when you have no more sales at the end of the month, you spam all your friends and you start digging a hole of burning your relationships down to the ground because then you're like, oh my gosh, stop spamming me and stop bothering me. I don't want to join your team. So that was sort of the position, the, the opening position. I was like, well, I have no idea if anybody wants to do it the way I want to do it. I just want to do it better. So I started my group and it was a free Facebook group and it grew very, very quickly. Um, within three years, we had a hundred thousand people in a Facebook group. <laughs> it was insane. And my whole mission was okay, if you can't self-promote here, the only thing you can do is the only thing, the only way you're going to be able to become known is if you focus on relationships and you create connection and friendships and community. So I did a lot of that type of facilitation. Tell us where you're from. Where do you live? What do you sell? Um, what's something interesting about yourself? Or let's find mutual connections. So the whole premise of the suite is to do direct sales better by focusing on relationship building and, and listening before we try to before we try to sell something. I can't sell something to you unless I know 
who you are, what you need and how I can help. And if I don't focus on the relationship first, I'll never learn those things. When we think about direct selling and online marketing, and there's a big chasm and there's a big difference between them. Online marketing, the traditional online marketers who sell courses or digital products, things like that, who run, you know, sophisticated funnels and they're running really complicated emails and opt-ins and lead pages and ad sequences and all kinds of really complex things. And then there's the direct sellers on the other side of the chasm and direct sellers don't tend to have a lot of visibility to how to do any of that. They don't know how to build landing pages and email sequences and run campaigns and strategic campaigns that retarget listening for problems and solutions and how they can help. Direct sellers have a tendency to buy a box from their company. They buy a kit from their company and the company says, go book parties and go sell stuff. But they don't teach how to market or how to how to find the community and serve them before you try to assume sales. So I try to be the bridge. I'm trying to be the bridge between traditional online marketing, which is all about, you know, building systems that help you scale and automate your growth, along with building a marketing plan that fits inside of a direct sales business model. And they're not there. There's some overlap. Brooke, you've done this very well. Obviously, we're on a podcast right now, which is truly you're expanding beyond just direct selling to reach other people through other social channels. The average direct seller is not out there building your own podcast. She's barely building a Facebook page. So, you know, when we think about how we build these systems and scale to serve more people to do, to do well, to serve what people ultimately want, which is to have pride and authenticity in their business. You don't start with spamming all your friends, getting unfriended and blocked. That's not what builds pride and authenticity in your business. What builds pride and authenticity is when you're helping other people, when you're providing value and you're helping them with a problem or you're making a connection um, and you're, someone messaged you and says, wow, this really helped me or I really needed this today. Thanks so much. That's what builds pride in your business. So when we focus there first, that's what built, that's what leads to future business. So my whole premise, and I say it all the time, is what we do in the suite isn't fast, but it's sustainable. Everything we're doing is building long-term sustainable relationships and business. So if I could put sort of put a mission on the suite, it's to do direct sales better by changing direct sales from the inside. And the way we do that is we quite literally change direct sales one person at a time. And what's interestingly happened is I intentionally started at the consultant level. I did not start by going to corporates and saying, let me teach you how to train your fields differently. I started at the consultant level and we grew very, very quickly. My free Facebook group exploded to the point where people were asking for different kinds of courses and coaching and all kinds of things. And then that pushed upwards into their teams, into their leadership, into their companies um, to the point where now I've got corporate clients who are literally changing their entire training infrastructure I have one client now that's completely reevaluating their comp plan, um, building new trading systems, changing their back office marketing content um, to serve their fields in different, in more value oriented ways. So um, it's, it's created a ripple effect. You know, I might've dropped the first pebble, but the, the, you know, the waves across the pond have rippled far and wide through uh, what we're trying to do in direct selling by trying to do it better by truly trying to do it better. And 
you know, when people will say, I'm so much, you know, I'm not, one of the first things that often comes up in is how do you feel about your business? Well, I'm embarrassed to tell everyone, anyone I sell for my, for my company. Well, that's a mindset problem, right? That's the very first thing people have is I'm afraid to tell anybody what I do. Well, that's because you're embarrassed about how other people do it badly. Not because you do it badly, because other people do it badly. So the very first thing we focus on is mindset. And then that leads to marketing. That's what leads to money. So that's, I guess, in a very, very big nutshell, Brooke, exactly what the Sweets mission is. <laughs> and, you know, we talk frequently enough for you to know that what you've built has changed my life. And mine is just one of a long list of, of stories that we could bring in and talk about has changed through the suite. But it's not just success in business. It's growth that you nurture. You, grow, you, you talk about growth in mindset, growth in confidence, everything. And that is a trickle effect that comes down to an abundance mindset as right. well. And that's so huge in the direct sales world because it's not in incredibly common. We, we, we get kind of competitive when we join a direct yeah. sales company, right? We want to sell <laughs> um, more than somebody else or we, we, feel, um, we feel threatened when someone maybe takes a customer from us. But you change that inside the suite as well. Yeah. And this is, this is a tricky one because direct selling is um, inherently competitive. We're all looking for the same customer, hostess, team member, vendor event, booking. It's inherently competitive. Um, and one of the things that I really try to emphasize, and again, it sort of goes to that long game of how we're focusing on the long view of sustainability. Um, I do believe there's enough business for everybody. And if we look at the bell curve of, yeah, one of the, one of the statistics that gets thrown around all the time is, well, nobody makes money in direct sales. Well, a whole bunch of people don't make money in real estate. A whole bunch of people don't make money in car sales. A whole, people, a whole bunch of people don't make money in insurance. They're, the bell curve works in the, you know, the same way in every industry. The people who are motivated and innovative and have tenacity and have ambition are the ones who are going to succeed in any industry. And that might only be the top 10% of any particular field. Um, whether it's direct sales or real estate or insurance or car sales or whatever, not everyone's going to succeed because they don't have the, you know, the gumption to do it. So, you know, when we look at the people who truly are going to succeed, um, there's enough business for all of them. <laughs> there just is. And the, the concept of abundance is that even I'm, I might not make a sale right now, but because I'm building a relationship with you, I'm nurturing future sales. And the way to think about it, one of the things we, I encourage in all my communities is um, building relationships with people who sell something complementary to what you sell, not, not directly competitive, but complementary. So let's say, Brooke, you sell skincare and makeup and I sell clothing or jewelry or accessories. We are naturally serving the same woman, even if we're not selling the same thing, right? We're, selling, we're serving the same ideal client. And what I might suggest is, okay, that's a natural opportunity to collaborate in some way. Maybe you and I both go live together and share tips for transitioning from summer to fall, or we share tips for holiday gifting ideas, or we share tips not to quote, share a party or party swap, but to create abundance in our message that serves both of our communities. So I might not make an immediate sale from someone in your community, but I'm building a relationship at the top of my funnel that might be nurturing future business. And if it's on me then to nurture that future business, to nurture those future connections and relationships, because the more connections I can make, the more relationships I can build, 
the bigger my pond gets and the bigger our relationship gets. So I do it all the time. I partner with other direct sales coaches often, and people will often say, but Brenda, aren't you worried she's going to take your, your customers or your community members or your, or your private clients? And I'm like, well, if she does, they have a need that I'm not serving right now. And that's okay. Because some of her people join my community and they might have a need that she's not serving. And that's okay. We're, if we're thinking in this short-sighted way of what's in it for me right now, then we're missing the goal of truly what we're trying to do, which is empower people, um, change mindset, give them tools of confidence. And this is, Brooke, you said this, so many people in the suite have said that what they've learned has trickled over, not only in the tactical aspects of taking social marketing, how to run a Facebook page, how to create engagement over to their full-time business or to their kids PTO or to their church committee, their church committee, where they've applied tactical knowledge to other parts of their life, but to how they simply have more confidence in delivering any message, how they feel more confident in public speaking, because they believe in the value of what they're sharing. They believe in the value of how to, how to create that, how to create the message that serves outward before it serves inward. So that has trickled out to so many people. I get messages often like, oh my gosh, I just got one the other day. I literally just got one on Instagram just yesterday. And I'm like, let me give me one second. I'll open up and read it. And it's from somebody who used to be in my private coaching group. And she said, Hey, Brenda, uh, just had to share that while I left the world of network marketing and started a job in the philanthropy department of my boy's school, I'm still using the tools I learned from you. Part of my responsibilities is the liaison to the parents association. The Facebook page is part of my responsibility. Needed some work. I put together a week-long content plan to shift the focus and mood of the page while engaging the lay leaders. Transferable skills learned from my days in elite. I love that I'm still using these tools and knowledge. I can't thank you enough. And that was, I mean, this is somebody who left elite a year ago because she's no longer in direct selling, but she's still using the tools. And I said, I'm so glad to hear from you. That is so fantastic. Keep me posted. Um, so I think it, it is completely transferable skills. The, what I'm trying to fundamentally do is empower people with confidence and bravery and mindset that they have something of value um, that can serve somebody. The value might be through their message. It might be through their product. It might be through their community. And with indirect selling specifically, so many people serve women. Um, and so much of what women need is nobody's giving us a blue ribbon for doing the dishes and making dinner. Um, my kids don't at least. <laughs> and, you know, so much of what we don't get in our personal lives, we, we crave and we look for through our social communities. Um, and that's a lot of what we can, we can build, we can provide to help people feel validated and, and seen. And that all starts in that truly that mindset space, that community space. You, Brenda, are actually living the wear it boldly message perfectly and in style. You are leaning into who you are and you're serving people with, with the strengths that you have from a direct sales kidnapper to a number one recruiter. Um, and now realizing that your strengths can serve the masses and you've started this incredible business, multiple businesses, really. Um, what do you think your life would be like if you hadn't decided to just get a discount on your jewelry that day? You know, I, I honestly don't know. I truly don't know because direct sales has changed every single part of my life. It's changed um, how I work at home. It's changed our financial position. 
it's changed um, how I how I'm how I'm accessible and available with my kids. I would probably still be corporate. I would probably still be traveling. I would still be on some career track, and you know, burned out, traveling, stressed out, frazzled, middle-aged woman. Um, and it, it's direct sales has changed literally every single part of my life. It's changed everything about it. And I am, I'm, I'm, I, I have no qualms in saying I was not the person anybody would have looked at and said, she needs direct sales in her life. I found it on my own. I found it throughout what I thought was a secret side door loophole. And I was not, I was embarrassed about being like, well, I'm the person who, you know, was embarrassed about direct sales because I didn't really understand it. I didn't really understand what it's about. I didn't understand how it, how it works, how it serves people, what kind of impact you can make. And, you know, I think that if one of the things that people ask me often is, um, do you think we should be prospecting differently? And I said, I often say, well, you know, I was somebody who someone didn't naturally look at and say, wow, Brenda needs direct sales in her life. She's a, has a big, you know, a big job and a big salary and a happy social media life. But behind the scenes, I was stressed out. You know, the social media stuff you don't see, you only post your highlight reels, but behind the scenes, I was stressed out and crying and traveling all the time and away from my young kids. And, and I needed it, but I didn't even know what it was. I just needed something different. So, you know, when we think about who we're talking to, there's a really big opportunity to talk to people who have business skills and whether that's they're in a, um, they're in a corporate type of job, they have uh, formal education in business or marketing. Um, I have an MBA in marketing and a master's in adult education and organizational leadership. So I'm quite literally doing exactly what I went to school for, ironically, <laughs> more so now than I was in my corporate job. Um, so, but when we think about who, who would benefit or who would succeed in this type of industry, it's truly the people who have the initiative, who want to work hard, who want to work 50 hours for themselves versus 40 for anybody else. Um, and now I work at home and I'm totally flexible on my kid's schedule. I take my kid to school every day. I I'm here when he gets home after, after school every day, I drive my daughter all over creation for all of her activities. And it, but it's because I used the skills that I had and I turned it into something that I wanted it to be. I truly wanted it to be. I had zero ambition or zero interest when I first started in doing anything in person because my philosophy was, well, I'm already gone from home half the time for my day job. I don't want to be gone evenings and weekends doing direct sales. I don't want to be doing that. That's kind of counterintuitive to what I'm trying to build here. So I started from the very, very beginning. I was just traveling for my day job, wearing, caring, and sharing, telling everyone to buy the kit. And then I was doing everything else online, 100%. Um, and it was truly because some of it was because I had marketing knowledge and business knowledge and, you know, sort of understanding of strategy and all those kinds of things. And some of it was because I wanted to, once I saw what the potential could be, I started to say, well, okay, well, I could really actually make some money and figure out how to leave my day job. What does that look like? That was terrifying the first time I did that. Um, and you know, it's, it's turned into just immensely more than I could ever have imagined. I can't even imagine what my life would still be. I'm 50 right now. And, um, I started this whole crazy experiment and that is what I call it. I call it an experiment. Uh, when I was 42, 
so I don't know, Brooke, I, I don't know. What would, what would my life still be if I hadn't grabbed that kit? Would I have grabbed a different one from a different company? Maybe, I don't know, who knows? I'd maybe. still be corporate. I'd still be corporate <laughs> chugging along. I would not have met 98% of the people I've since met and been able to serve through the suite. It just, it's, uh, it's, it's been completely life-changing, completely life-changing for me and my family. Amazing. Like I said, that it just started with a, a kidnapping situation, but something you said there too is, you know, you have this freedom to work from home and to be around your kids, your kids' schedules and things like that now. And I think, um, you know, this has always kind of been an introvert as an introvert. This has been an industry that has really tugged at my heart because I can do it on my own terms and I can be a little bit more, um, loud and bold online, even though I'm, I, just play an extrovert on TV is what I say. Um, but, (laughs) but even now with, with COVID people's priorities have shifted. People's minds have changed about how they want to live their lives and how they want to work. And the direct sales industry is thriving because of it. That's absolutely true. And people don't believe it when I say I'm, um, a marginal um, and I'm a marginal introvert as well. Um, I work 100% at home. I work 99% on my computer. And I, when I log off, I really need the distance and emotional space to recover from how high energy I am online. I'll go in the house and literally like fall into a puddle on the couch and be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Don't talk to me. Because, you know, it takes a lot of energy to be big online, but then you have to sort of recover. And people in this, the, the, the big shift in the marketplace in general is the consumer has way more control and power than they ever did before in that everything is mobile first. Consumers have access to the entire world in their pocket at all times. Um, and p- consumers in general have far less tolerance for you know things that are egregiously spammy or don't align with their values in some way. Uh, and there are so many other options that people can walk away and say, well, I don't need you because I'll go somewhere else. The consumer holds all the power. So, and with the rise of the gig economy between everybody we know is dry. If someone, everyone knows somebody who's selling something, whether you're selling digital products on Etsy, or you have a Shopify store, or you're driving Uber, or you're shopping with Instacart, or you're selling on Poshmark, or you have a side gig in direct selling, everyone knows somebody who's part of the gig economy in some way. And nobody is joining a company and staying in that company for their entire career for 50 years, whether it's a corporate job. My grandfather joined Walgreens Corporation at 16 and stayed there till he retired at 65. He was in that company for like forever, 50 years. Nobody does that anymore. And nobody joins a direct sales company really anymore and says, okay, I'm going to climb the comp plan, be in this company for the rest of my life. And years from now, be at the top of the comp plan. People don't go in with that mindset. They go in with, what can I do right now to put a couple extra bucks in my pocket? And how can I serve what my personal needs are for me and my family? Um, And as marketers and as corporates, I have corporate clients now, we have this conversation all the time. How do we serve that, that type of consultant, that type of consumer, and that type of that type of shift in the marketplace. Um, people are much more social savvy. They're much less tolerant of 
um, bad behavior. <laughs> and all of us from the consumer mindset, all of us do that. We're far less tolerant of things we just don't align with. Like, nope, unfollow, nope, unlike, nope, block, done, move on. Um, because we have all the control. The consumer has all the control. So, and that's the, that's the evolution of how direct sales is changing. We're seeing a decline, and especially through COVID, um, nobody wants to have people in their house. Nobody wants to go to anybody else's house. Um, so the rise of online has been fantastic for, for online social selling. The COVID has been fantastic for social selling um, because we didn't have any other in-person options. If you wanted to maintain your business, you had to be online. And that means you had to focus on community and you had to focus on authenticity because the tolerance for spam and egregiously bad behavior is incredibly low. So I think it's been a really fantastic, I don't mean COVID was a good thing, but I mean the evolution of modern social selling through COVID has been phenomenal because it forced people to step up and do it better. Yes. And I've seen people who were completely against social media now on social media and um, our world is changing so very much. And I'm, it's great that direct sales is being able to fill that space for so many people. And I think we're going to see that industry grow more and more and more as, as time goes on. Brenda, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today and inspire the listeners of the Wear It Boldly podcast. Um, I'll be sharing some of your links in the show notes so people can connect with you, but what's your favorite place on social media for our listener to find you? Um, well, the very, my very favorite place on social media is Facebook which clearly makes me 50 years old because my daughter will tell you Facebook is totally uncool, but Facebook is where I spend most of my time. Um, and uh, the best place to find me is on my Facebook business page, which is Brenda Stir and Power Social. Great. And again, that will be in the show notes. Thank you again so much, Brenda. I appreciate your time Thank and you. all of your knowledge. Thank you, everybody. Today's episode is made possible by my affiliation with Alouette Cosmetics. Alouette Cosmetics is aloe-based beauty that has made an incredible difference in my skin. If you'd like to see for yourself, go ahead and go to sample.wearboldly.com and I will send you a free sample of our famous enzyme peel. That's sample.wearboldly.com. Are you ready for your sneak peek into season two of the Wear Boldly podcast? Season two will be brief and it will be just a few episodes of me talking only, but I'm going to bring you some really amazing content that's going to help you with things like how to create your own content, how to make it super easy, how to stand out in the direct sales world and social selling in general, how to make sure that people recognize you, how to help them feel connected to you. If you're curious about this, you're going to want to be here for episode one of season two on September 30th. I'll see you there.